coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Yeah, be a nice little one to. Because you can see in those videos whether the voice is unbiased, but the body language is so biased. It's it's like facial expression that's broken at about a minute minute 10 like you said it's just thousand yard stare he's had enough he wants after to, after wants I've, to go home. after i've called Mahomes home and the chiefs have got the super bowl and shane and greg start breaking it down after the initial light and the kansas city chiefs win super bowl 57 i sit down and you can see on the video i'm just like i'm, I'm sorry right, i'll leave it i'll save this for the um for the recording no no we're good we're recording now jay we're on are we we're recording are, yeah yeah we're going oh we're you what's up jay you okay how you doing, brother? You right? Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks. I just what just uh, just walked in. Ollie talking about his um, oh, showing off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly that. He was he was sh showing like a humble brag and also just showing his uh, his pain on his sleeve. There, I was gonna say, is it a brag if it's like one of the worst moments of my life <laughs> in terms of sport? <laughs> One of the worst and best, surely. It, well, that's the thing. It was such a weird juxtaposition of doing it because everything was amazing. And and then as soon as the game finished and we got out of work mode, it hit me and I was like, this is horrible. This is really, really horrible. I've just had to pretend to be happy about that. And like, I don't even begrudge. I said I said all week, you know, Mahomes, Reed, Biennemi, Spagnola. They're all I would change. And that was what got the Chiefs through. Like, even Kelsey was kind of quiet towards the end of that game. Came up with big catches early on and stuff. But it was Mahomes and the coaching. Andy Reid coached that game brilliantly. And I will not begrudge him that Super Bowl victory because yeah. he and those that coaching staff were immense with the game plan they drew up. Showing so many different looks, keeping the Eagles on their toes. You can talk about tacky holding calls. You can talk about a bad surface. That, all that was players, terrible, though. The, the surface, surface was really bad. Garbage. The number of players slipping and sliding it all over. It was wet, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it, it, it wasn't wet. It, like, it was bone dry in terms of it should have been bone dry. It should have been immaculate and a perfect surface. There was no reason for it to be slipping, except they either overwatered it or they just had a really bad That's set That's what of I mean by wet. Yeah. They, they, they wanted they... to slow down the Eagles' pass rush. <laughs> Did they roll it out uh, like two weeks before or something? It they, was rolled new, it, they rolled it out on Tuesday. No, they've been growing that for 18 months. We spoke to the guy that put the whole surface together. They have been preparing that bit of field for 18 months. They have been advising the players what studs they should wear for it. They rolled it on Tuesday. I had the boring Instagram of 40 seconds of the pitch slowly moving out of the stadium. And I realized I'm mm. never going to put this anywhere because it moves like half a meter <laughs> in 40 seconds. So it's just <laughs> a field not moving. I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Content. Yeah, this is going to be a great piece of content. Wait like. for it. <laughs> <laughs> you thought the Melvin Gordon one was good. This will really <laughs> ESPN and Blue Triple will love that, the slow moving field. And then, um, and yeah, it was, oh, but it was tough. That was really tough at the end. I'm not going to lie. And so that's three Super Bowl broadcasts in a row that a member of the broadcast team on TalkSport has had their team lose. Because in Miami, Will Gavin is a 49ers fan and he saw oh, the Chiefs. Yeah. In uh, LA last year, producer Ollie Thornton is a massive Bengals fan and he got to watch the Bengals lose. And now I get to watch the Eagles lose. So no <laughs> one's having fun on that broadcast. <laughs> I, I, I must say this. I, I'm, I'm going to congratulate myself on one thing. I've been a good friend to Ollie. 
because <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. been I've been well behaved because because until the, now the way that I enjoyed that whole thing played out. Now is right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take out a couple of people from this. What I'm about to say, I'm taking out Ollie and I'm gonna take out my boy. Um, uh, he knows who he is. Um, who are two amazing people, but happen to support that trash team. Now, the supporters for this 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 particular franchise are the worst people you can possibly get. Yeah, they literally terrorized the whole city, and there was nowhere that you were safe. Like for some reason, it must be that I've got a fuck off face or something like that. So no one really came. Were you came wearing over that giant's me. hat by any chance? Because that's not a good on, on, on purpose. On yeah. purpose. Well, you're asking for it. I was it, doing then. it on purpose. I was waiting for it. Like walking around waiting for confrontation. But but there was like families of of Chiefs fans who like you know just having a picnic, just being you know just having a wholesome moment that they're in. The city where the Super Bowl is going to happen, and just like absorbing it, taking it all in. I was just watching this family. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. A little the son's playing with the father, and then some Eagles fans run over and went, "Go birds!" <laughs> Eagles. I was like, what is wrong with you people? And then they just suddenly like descended into around the stadium, like like honestly, it was like The Walking Dead. Of zombies just chanting his damn stupid birds joke, go birds chant. The horrible people. Amazing. I could go through many examples, and I'm glad that they lost no. all my soul because it would be like Thanos getting all of the stones. And it was oh, horrible. Wow, okay. <laughs> it was horrible. I'll tell you what, we went to, I managed to get a ticket to get to the waste management golf on the Saturday. So we managed to get in for free. Um, I accidentally got high before, which was kind of weird. Uh, oh yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that was rare. <laughs> accidentally as well, apparently. Well, somebody left a tray of macaroons out on the table, and so I, I ate a macaroon, and then half an hour later realized that Do it you was mean a macaron or macaroon. Macaroon, little macaroons, edible macaroons. The coconut ones. Yeah, the little like. What's some macaron? Macaron's the thing. That's the, the leader of France, thing. Jazz. You, the macaron is the it. little bits of meringue with a little fill in the middle. That's a macaron. A I, thought that's a macaro- is a... I thought that's a macaron. No, it's not macaron. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry I'm a, I'm a really well, pedant. We just ate random people's food. Yeah, well, because we were getting... say, that's a rogue choice. No, because we were getting loads of like stuff for free all week, and it was just like dotted around the house. So you just grab a bit of whatever, or you know, uh. we were all sharing share alike. There were beers in the fridge, and there were. Diet Cokes in there as well for when you're feeling rough. So it's, oh, all right, okay, little little tidbit. Maybe somebody got that for free. Awesome. Have that at nine o'clock in the morning when I wake up. And then, yeah, like <laughs> half an hour later, see this packet that's like, oh, these are like 15 to 20 milligram edibles. Real wake and bake style. <laughs> so what, what, what effect did it have on you? Like, I don't know. I was sat how there. How did you know you was high? I was sat there and I was, I could feel myself having more conversations inside my own head than I normally would. Or I'd feel my, I'd feel myself thinking about something and then I'd start laughing and then I'd realize I've been laughing a little too long to myself about it. And then I'd be like, oh, don't laugh because you're just high and you're just acting stupid. So I'd be like, okay, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> like in the taxi, in the taxi to the golf, I went to pick up um, Ash from the hotel because she sorted me out with the ticket, Ash from Ash in the NFL. Yeah. And, um, I went to pick up her uh, from where she was staying and Beyonce was playing in the car and I could hear different kind of bits of the music that I'd never heard in the Beyonce song before. 
and I couldn't work out if I was hearing different bits of music because the radio was really crap and in a bad old car, so it was making it fuzz weirdly, or if it was because I was high. And then I realized I'd just been sat in the back of this Uber, just kind of chewing my lip, going, hmm, hmm, for about 20 minutes on the journey. Making up, making up new Beyonce lyrics. <laughs> so I, like I definitely, it. I d- it definitely did something. Um, and then we got to the golf, and it was great because on the Saturday, there was this whole thing about like wear green. So there were so many Eagles shirts about the place. And I turned up in Eagles hat, Eagles jersey. Like, I was feeling it. And just walking around there, every other person, because it was rammed as well, heaving. It's so weird. It's like being in a house party on a golf course because everyone's Mm -hmm. just wrecked. And it's all frat boys and sorority girls from ASU just getting lit drunk. It's so rowdy. But every every other step, go birds, go birds. Hey, go birds. Hey, go birds, go birds. Until a couple of Chiefs fans came up and went, hey, good luck on the game. And I was like, ah, nice. And then they just went, I was like, oh. <laughs> so don't start. So don't start giving it that's like these Chiefs fans not, are like. It's not just Eagles fans. Oh, oh the Chiefs fans were sat there having a picnic. And it was a really nice time. And it was a grandfather with his grandson on his knee. And then these Rowdy Birds fans came up and ruined the picnic for everybody. No, nah, those Chiefs fans are pricks as well. So Sodom. <laughs> Right, Sodom. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna have a go at the Chiefs because. But now you've just reminded me that some of them are assholes. So <laughs> forget that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a great day. They, and I, the ones I saw were really wholesome. Everyone was friendly from the Kansas side. Look, you the were Eagles fans. You were, were hanging out, Dre, in in Phoenix. You were hanging out in the five star Lux Deluxe areas. I know what you were like on your Super Bowl trip and everything. So you saw the Kansas City Chiefs fans with a little bit of cash in that nice hotel and sat by the pool and some rowdy Eagles fans got in. You didn't see the real Kansas folk, the folk that sat there at 3 a.m. drunk off their arse eating barbecue food. You didn't see what real Kansas is like. You saw money, Kansas. Oh, brilliant. Oh, my God. But yeah. it was it was like literally the, it was like four uh, Eagles fans to every one uh, Chiefs fan for sure. Like oh, that place would have been so rowdy. Philadelphia Phoenix would have been just empty because oh, I, I that's what I was actually worried about when when the loss happened. I was like, oh shit, they're gonna fuck up this whole city. Yeah, it's gonna be broken. If they win, they, they was... riot. They lose, they riot. It's the same yeah. thing. They would they would turn it tipping over cars. <laughs> I saw videos of that. Yeah. Before yeah. the not concert, before the, the the um the game. They were like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. But you know, they definitely took over the city. I must give it to them. Yeah. It would have were... been interesting if it had been like you guys versus the Raiders. That would have been like some battle royal. Oh <laughs> well, look, <laughs> Phoenix knows that if it had been Eagles Bills, that would have been disaster for Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, that yeah. would have been carnage in that city because like there's not much to do in West Phoenix Ham, either. It? Yeah, it would no have been. No city deserves that. No yeah. city deserves that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, but... there isn't. There isn't much to do. I mean, look, the only thing I, I, I'd probably, um, I would like to be able to kind of fill a lot of the people who obviously don't get to do what we do in and kind of talk to them through the week. Hey, look, I want to know what you did because I, I have no idea. I didn't see you in the stadium. We didn't get a chance to hang out because we, we were so busy at like, respective events. So I want to know, you came in on the Thursday, Dre. What happened? 
The limo pill collects you from the airport. (laughs) (laughs) A glass of champagne is presented to you, obviously. The car service and and, and, and a refreshment. A gift bag from Roger Goodell on the the seat. A deflated American football, as is the tradition. That seemed, that's like a threat from Roger Goodell, to be honest. That's you're in trouble. Yeah, hey, you, you behave in Phoenix. Balls. You get that? You behave. You behave. <laughs> but, right. So the first, because I went with, uh, oh, I might as well plug them. I went with on location. Uh, so they put up together. They put together premium packages for very wealthy people um, to celebrate and enjoy the the Super Bowl. So they get all like lots of treats and access to players and all those types of things. So. Um, uh, there was a concert um, that they had on before. I forgot what the Blooming concert was called. Paramore. Anyway. UNC pa- Paramore. Par- yeah. yeah, but it was like, it's like a concert week of con- of music okay. that build up towards the whole, obviously, the, the big game. So the the night I came in and was Paramore was playing, which was wicked uh, because I'm a big Paramore fan. So um, that was that was great to be able to see Hayley and the gang um, just performing. But like we got all access passes, so we got to see like everything. Nice. And um <clears throat> but then that's when I noticed the Eagles stuff. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm suddenly feeling a bit uncomfortable around here. Yeah. You know, welcome. Welcome uh, to Phoenix. Yeah, the few people come over to me like at the, the first were like, oh, you're 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 brave wearing that giant stuff. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool, I'm ready for you lot this week. That's it. He said from behind the VIP with the bouncers in front of him. Yeah, okay. Exactly. (laughs) I'm I'm ready for you guys. Yeah, I was just like, keep on talking. (laughs) Get escorted out. No, um, then, uh, I mean, for for my point, my purpose, like, it was, was, there's two different ways. Obviously, there's there's media where where Ollie was uh, in Radio Row where you got, I think I would have actually just gone berserk and just spoken to every single person that I've watched podcasts or, or, or shows or anything like that. So you get to see all your, your favorite presenters, uh, like McAfee, if I'd have seen him, oh my God, mm-hmm. uh, like that would have been ridiculous. So, you, you know, from what I saw, that Ollie had some supreme access, but he would be able to speak about that. But um, we got to speak to um, Kay Adams, which was brilliant. That was, that was uh, amazing, like getting to hang out with her. And then um, Keyshawn Johnson, um, Teddy Bruschi, and uh, Taylor Rooks as well. Um, but there was like, there's still I still got more stuff to, to be able to put out as well because <clears throat> there's like, um, uh, oh well. Anyway, just keep a look on Instagram and you'll, you'll be able to see it because right. I, I don't work from be work and be bothered to put it together because <laughs> I'm beat and tired. <laughs> I don't want my laziness to to catch. To, to write a check that my ass can't cash. That's <laughs> but, um, but, but like everyone was there. So like, you know, we got to hang out with a lot of the celebrities. You know, the one that everyone went nuts about was uh, the guy, I forgot his name, was it Aaron Paul or something like that? Is that his name? Low. From Breaking Bad? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Paul. yeah, 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 yeah. Is that Aaron Paul? Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't mess up. Um, so we got to hang out <laughs> with him. But let me tell you about this story in particular. So... I, I was supposed to go first thing in the morning to go for this walk along this uh, mountain called Camelback Mountain, which is like the biggest one that you can see all in the background. So we're supposed to go on this 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 trail. And I was like, okay, this is going to be nice. Obviously, I went in there for Instagram reasons because you want the sun to come up, have a wicked picture. Now, my Lord, I didn't realize that it's not just a walking trail. It's like there's serious rocks that you have to climb up. So it's like... <laughs> Maybe 20% walk, 80% oh. 
climbing up rocks. Nice. Free like, solo style. Scrambling. So what Jordans yeah, were you wearing the... for it? Whoa, that's the problem. Converse <laughs> or something, is it? It almost ruined these. So I was wearing these, which is clearly not in any form. They were brand new when I first started. They have oh given you some days. shoes, man. You what were they expecting, these? like the influencer Bro, crowd to be wearing? Like, come on. I walked up there, right? And so they, I think that, that certain people weren't like prepared. So the story was that so we're all climbing up this thing. And then you have to, you end up being in like, in you know, unintentionally in teams because you're kind of helping each other. Because I feel personally that a lot of people were kind of caught unawares of how severe, severely steep and jagged these rocks are. Sounds like, you're like a training for Band of Brothers when they run up and down Kurahi, to be honest, Jay. <laughs> yeah, Sounds it, serious. It felt like, you know, it felt like something that the settlers would do. Like people who are <laughs> running away from someone, some type of <laughs> refuge, yeah, like yeah. something like, anyway, uh, so you're climbing up this, this mountain. So I'm speaking to all of these people behind me because you have to tell people in front of me were saying, hey, watch out for this, this rock. Or come or hold this to your left, or hold you know just basically carving a path for every single person because it was that steep. Sometimes you just had to help each other. Anyway, when I get up to somewhat of a level playing ground <clears throat> on the path, so you're out of breath. First person you, you start speaking to me, oh come on, buddy, we can we can do it. And I look up, and for anyone who's into politics, I, I it was the old speaker of the house, Paul Ryan. Who was uh who was who was there? <laughs> he was talking to me. I'm like, okay, this is this is weird. This is like, how am I supposed? To, how am I bumping into you? It's the weirdest yeah. thing. Then then it was Dan Oloski who was speaking to me as well. Like so, we in we were in the same group. We were like yeah. kind of just talking, girl catching our breaths, or more so me catching my breath and then feeling <laughs> sorry for me. And then then so we walk up a little bit more, and then it's that Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. So I'm like, what? type of group am i in like have i just like hit some type of lottery group <laughs> and so they therefore like me myself and the camera uh the camera girl who was supposed to be at the top of the mountain with me by that point we were like um i don't know if we're gonna be able to make it so we're gonna have to wait for people to come back down and then take a group picture then because that's what she was supposed to be at the top because she already just checked out so i was like <laughs> look I'm, i was i was being the person who's rawing everyone up to get up but i was thinking i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it myself <laughs> but i was watching out for my trainers it was amazing it was like but just there came to a point where we was just like okay this is instagram ready this this level here i don't know what's up there uh, there must be i there has to be a guaranteed epiphany of life where everything in life makes sense for me yeah. to climb up there yeah. any further. But there wasn't. So Instagram was fine enough. So like where I was, which is like three quarters away up the mountain, was more than good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but you got to see everyone there. Like every That's weird. Celebrity was walking up there. It's just the strangest thing ever. That is a, never doing that again. That's an odd group of like <laughs> I don't, that. You know when people are like picking their like oh I'd love to have a dinner party with those names probably never get put in never the same sentence no. together. No. no, not at all. No, not at all. No, just but uh, poli- you know a, a leading politician and the uh, star of, one of the stars of Breaking Bad. It was the, and Dan Olowski. <laughs> it was yeah. the weirdest huh. thing. But obviously, I just realised how short I am as well. Every. <laughs> All of them except oh, for uh, maybe, maybe maybe I was the same same height as as Aaron um, Paul Aaron. isn't very tall is he Yeah no yeah, he's a little he's, guy He feels like he's the same height as me <laughs> Does he does he talk like this still all the time or whatever with his husky gruff voice Well he was the same thank you for 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 helping him because he was like 
being guided by me to not like hit any more ja like jagged <laughs> rocks and things like that. Because we saw a person like, you know, you get those people who just think they're uh, some type of, uh, I don't know, Wolverine or something like that, just jumping from rock to rock to rock. Mm -hmm. Well, I saw that go very much wrong. Very much like Homer, Homer Simpson style. Down the mountain. <laughs> Where, yeah, down the mountain. And it falls back down it again. It was literally like that, honestly. But it was, it was it, the whole week was an amazing experience. Obviously meeting Kay Adams, that was the pinnacle for me. That was that was my Super Bowl. Um, I hope, I hope yeah, you like had the missus on FaceTime as you were meeting her, just so she knew it was all above board. You weren't like fanboying it too much or anything like that. You know, I mean, you got to make I sure. I said I'm not coming back. I said I'm starting a new life. You know, I'll visit you and, uh, you know, we'll make a new new life together. And then and then shortly after that, she followed me and I was just like, whoa, this is sick. So, um, you yeah. You made it. I didn't really care about Super Bowl. That was that was it for me. Just Kay Adams. Look, you didn't. Yeah, you I could have gone home then. You didn't. You didn't make it as well as somebody I, I I got to meet on that trip who had NFL players sliding into her DMs by the end of the week, which I was like, okay, fair play. Did like, Yeah, I, I met yes. somebody out there who had some NFL players sliding into their DMs come the end of the week, kind of thing. Are we like to say their name, or was that? Uh, no, no, we'll talk off the podcast about it. I probably okay. don't want to go into it too much, but yeah, some of those players are probably married. I would have thought. I would have so, thought uh, so. Yeah, we don't need to start doing that. But yeah, yeah, it was it was a yeah, weird. There's week, a lot so of action going on in that week. That's for sure, mate. I'll tell you that now. Like, there was a lot. Yeah. Like, not from me. Just make it clear. Okay. You okay. Know, yeah. I'm a yeah. very sexy man, but it doesn't mean that I <laughs> partaked in any entertainment. You and Teddy yeah, Bruschi didn't like get lines. too too close or anything like that, then, yeah. No, uh, you know what? I kept on. I I, I was saying to him at the start because I was, I was, I was, I was debating whether he was in the Hall of Fame or not, but we had to just get going. So um, I started. I said, "Oh, Hall of Famer." Teddy Bruschi, and he was just like, you could see in the intro that he's like, I'm not in the Hall of Fame. Like, you could literally see his face. Like, <laughs> like, the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, and then I had to cover it up I and be start. like, no, 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 you should be in the Hall of Fame. You're in my Hall of Fame anyway. Yeah, and, like, smart, okay, very and then the full nice, idiot nice. that I am carried on making a mistake because the Hall of Fame thing word was in the air. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I said it again when it comes to Brian Dable being in Coach of the Year rather than saying Coach of the Year, he's in the Hall of Fame as well. And he was like, <laughs> you got it on your mind, haven't you? Like, <laughs> you're giving out gold jackets way too easily, Dre. Uh, I know you're a man of style and flash, but you can't give out gold jackets that easy, man. You're not, we're not going to let uh, you do Teddy, knocking on the door. Teddy Bruschi won't be interviewing with me again anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look at me like, the, you would think this, that he'd be in the Hall clown. of Fame, though. Uh, Whoa. And, and you know what, right? If you look at the video, do you'll see that he's wearing <clears throat> his his ring. And the idiot that I am didn't take that opportunity to be able to actually, because I've never, you know, obviously we see it behind the glass, yeah, the, yeah. the rings, but I could have actually like asked so you him still to never, hold it. He might have said no. You still never worn awkward. the ring? No, oh. never. Oh, I remember when Ollie but did that. I, I do you remember when I wore a Giants ring? And wore yeah. the giant Super Bowl ring. That was yeah. pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, you know what? That, that, <laughs> if we're talking about a time that actually pissed me off, <laughs> then it's this, this bozo going over and being like, oh, he sends me a message saying, oh, I can't believe I've got to do this. This makes me sick. That's, this is the message. Oh, yeah. And then the video, I click, I click the video, and it's Eli. Manning, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's I like, it. I said it to these boys as well because I said if I ever met Eli, I would never interview him. And then the the you know the professional in me took over, and I was like, "You're I was a true the, pro." Ollie. I was the only person. I was it the was only good. person out really of good. the uh, local New York TV station. What's it? Yep. SNY. I was the only yep. person that spoke to Eli apart from SNY. Oh, and uh, 
I felt. I think you got some it. good answers out of him as well. Yeah, nice yeah. It felt it felt awkward. It, Dre, felt, it you... felt wrong. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been me. Yeah, um, honestly, that's the only time I was just like, I, I'm glad I'm guys on this fucking plane because if I wasn't, then he was fucking battering me with that shit. Then I would, I would have been hating. Dre, have you got any advice for Ollie to for him to not get his videos stolen in the future? Yeah, we were talking well, about this just before just, the pod. Good, yeah, good story that one is. Yeah, that well, is you've, got to go, you've got to tell the people. So opening night, we are at the the opening night at the Suns uh, indoor basketball arena where they're doing all the players are out on podiums and then just milling around on the kind of the court area. And you can go up to anybody. And uh, we noticed Melvin Gordon, Kansas City Chiefs running back, who hasn't played a snap all year, uh, signed obviously midway through the year after being cut by the Denver Broncos. Um, but I spoke to Melvin Gordon in London. Uh, I did an interview with Melvin Gordon's penis basically in my face, which was quite a surreal moment because he was just <laughs> he was just wearing a towel and I tried to come down to his level and I went a bit too low. So the interview with me, penis. Yep. me, yep. At yep. Melvin Gordon's crotch chatting with him. And um, yeah, so I was like, well, let's speak to Melvin Gordon again because he was a really good chat after the Broncos game. And he'd done a couple of other good interviews with other people throughout <laughs> the year. So we went over and Melvin Gordon, firstly, he did something with another TV station and misunderstood the question. And he only realized that he gave a bad answer after the person had walked away. And so our interview with Melvin Gordon started with him going, yo, man, I answered his question incorrectly. I was like, oh, that's weird. He was like, I feel like I should go and get him again. I was like, that'd be the first time an NFL player has ever chased down a member of the media opening <laughs> night. Like, that is just not what happened. He's like, oh, yeah, I should... Uh. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, <laughs> like he was in a weird place anyway. I think he'd maybe been on the edibles as well, possibly. So, <laughs> yeah. so the first thing I ask him, he's playing obviously on the Chargers, played on the Broncos this year. I was like, Melvin, what is the thing that makes the Kansas City Chiefs different to uh, other NFL teams that you've been on? And uh, again, didn't quite get the question because he was like, well, the difference between this team is that I didn't do shit. <laughs> they carried me here. <laughs> I didn't do shit. Uh, yeah, you know, like they're a great team and stuff, but I'm not even on one of these podiums up here. You know, I'm not doing anything. I haven't done anything <laughs> in this season. And so I put it up online that night on the Monday night. And sure enough, after the Chiefs Super Bowl win on Sunday, there's a picture of Melvin Gordon holding the Lombardi in the locker room with a cigar. And it's like people start saying, yo, we didn't even realize he was on the Chiefs, didn't play a snap. And somebody has gone onto my Instagram and recorded the video off my Instagram, cut part of me off and cut it. So it's just Melvin's answer, apart from the last bit of my question and has put it on their Twitter feed. And it's been picked up by so many places like Bussin with the Boys, the Taylor One podcast that he does that that picked it up. Melvin Gordon has replied to that tweet, which has really annoyed oh. me. So I was like, come on, man. Like, fuck you. And it's had 1.2 million views off that guy's Twitter handle. And he was complaining right. that other people were stealing it off him. And he was like, yo, I've got this banger for people. It's like, you didn't even get this banger. This is my banger that you ripped off my did Instagram you, account. Did you, did you tweet him? Yeah, I said, yo, that, you didn't even get this yourself. Obviously, he ignored it. I think he liked one comment because <laughs> uh, my mate Aaron put a thing up saying... Uh, Yo, why don't you actually give some credit to the real people that got the content and stuff? And he kind of like did a like on that or whatever, which is like, yeah, fuck you. Um, so he that was, had like he, yeah. was, he was saying that people are stealing it off him. Yeah, Dan, that's he was, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Um. 
and then and then ESPN and Bleach Report reached out to me and said, "Yo, is this your video? Can we use it?" I said, "Yeah, tag me and Talksport in it. It's fine." They've had like over a million <laughs> views on it because they have like forty-five million subscribers and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, if you see Melvin Gordon answering a question with saying, "I didn't do shit. This team carried me," that's all me, not fake ass Nick Bolton. Fuck you, fake Nick Bolton. You content stealing <laughs> motherfucker. I want my flowers for that one, as Nick Sirianni would say, and I want to be watered because I'm a delicate flower with all the content. I don't know what Sirianni would say. You know, he was crap at the beginning. I'm not good at this shit either. Um, <laughs> Dre, don't get me started on him. Dre, how do I... Look, the man is an emotional man. Crying during, during the National oh, Anthem is please, a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful I'm thing. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to stay in this little bit, in this box here, because you've been robbed and it is uh, wrong, okay, but okay. I, I'll get back to Sirianni in a minute. All right. But yeah, like, how do I... Dre, how do I stop content being stolen? I, I don't think you can, but I do, I do think you you've done the right thing where you've actually well what you what you can do is just obviously just make all your people that are in the media aware and then mm. get them to post it you know as well because you know the main thing is is that you know you got, you're the person who got that content and then you know to be honest with you like no one else has and you're, you've gone viral so therefore that uh i would say is uh booked your ticket to the next super bowl in uh in vegas hey, you hear talk that sport. talk sport come on talk sport I don't see any of anything else you're doing going viral like that. So support your boy. Thank definitely you. for sure. Thank you very much. I think we couldn't put it up on TalkSport as well because he said I didn't do shit. And so we had to actually do some editing before it went up of like bleeping it all out and stuff. And by that time I'd already put it up. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was so nice. Well he was like, well, he was like, fuck that, I ain't waiting for you lot. No, it's like <laughs> If the, produ the producer, Ollie Thornton, told me to put it up as quickly as possible. So I was like, okay, I'll put it up as quickly as possible. Like, that's my thing. Um, Ollie, Ollie, rookie, Ollie, rookie mistake, man, Ollie Thornton. Yeah, this is amazing. Just sorry. wait. Just wait. I would have been a hater. <laughs> hater. Just like, just wait. Just wait. Hey, we'll send me a copy shoot. of that first. We'll all put it up at the you. same time. Yeah, we'll all put it up at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, we'll all do it together. Communal. Like, <laughs> um. Other th other things from the Super Bowl. Shane Vereen uh, lost his Super Bowl ring for around about two and a half hours at one point. What? <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> uh, but he got it back. He got, he it, got back. it back. He got it back because he had it in a super secret compartment in his rucksack that he'd completely forgotten about. And he was worried and had no idea where he put it at all. And he was pissing himself. And then he right. found so it. Was ne so it was never lost. It was never he... lost, but he had no idea where it was for He's two and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've um, all done that. And, sh and, and Shane Vereen turned up uh, for our broadcast. I love this. First time we did it in Miami with him, he turns up in like a suit, looking all swish and all that kind of stuff. This year turns up in t-shirt, cap, jeans, two Bud Light and a snooze packet. <laughs> I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is radio, so you haven't got to dress up for it. He came up, he was like, dude, I've had a hell of a day because he drove himself to the stadium completely unanticipated how much of a dog shit it would be with people, cars and everything like that. So he was driving around for ages, trying to get into parking lots, trying to get into the ground. So he ended up getting there, I think like 40 minutes before kickoff or something. Oof. And uh, yeah, he was, he just looked like he'd been through the ringer. So he just sat two Bud Light, bud light down on the table and just started drinking one. He was like, Wasn't in the mood to do eight press ups then? No, not at all. Yeah, that I was I was a little annoyed about that, Mr. Vereen. I was annoyed. Dre, we had a bet with Shane Vereen um mm. of the Saints. The start of the year. Uh, yeah, the Saints or the Bucks winning the uh NFC South. And the losers would have to do as many press ups as the winning team got victories in the South. Oh and, right. and Shane <laughs> went with Saints. the Saints. We all went with the Bucks. The Bucks won it. 
they had eight wins, so he owed us eight press-ups. But the point of the bet was is that you can call out these press-ups at any point, and the person has to do it. On-demand push-ups. Oh, man. So oh, yeah, you ain't going to do it then after that. We're You'll like you like you're mad. We're like 20 minutes before broadcast. I'm like, Shane, Shane, can we do a quick preview, Instagram preview of the game? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So it's like, all right, Shane Vereen out here at the Super Bowl. Before we get into the preview, you owe me at least two press-ups minimum. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do it now. I'm not going to do it now. I was like, oh. Welcher. When Welch. he comes back on the podcast, he's gonna get he's gonna get some shit for that. Welch. I don't want to see him do it over a webcam. I want to see someone do it in person, record it properly. Yeah, that was a perfect time to get him. Yeah, yeah was... He, he was like, it was way too hot at that point. <laughs> <laughs> when that sun comes out, there is no joke. Yeah, it's literally it comes out what about <laughs> eleven o'clock? Mm. Eleven o'clock until about what about six seven? Maybe even then, earlier. Maybe like then it's like six five. Yeah. Then it's like almost like someone t- turns the heating off and it goes cold, cold. automatically. Freezing. Mm. So yeah, so he was like, "Listen, I'm not sweating myself up. My lips, <laughs> my lips are still cracked, man. I had it on the way back that I was like smiling and my lips were bleeding because they were so dry and cracked from that desert yeah. thing. And I was like chapstick all day and everything, and it just still wasn't. Or was it because of the amount of times you chin your lip when you had your edible? Yeah, it might yeah, have been that. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had it before I got to Arizona, where I didn't get high in Vegas. Thank you very much. So uh, yeah. It's it's wet it's wet the appetite for for all all of us. I think we should all be there for well, yeah. <laughs> uh, my own personal business. <laughs> no, no, for for Vegas because I think that's going to be absolutely yeah. amazing. Be like carnage. I was quite impressed with the whole th- like the whole week was was by the stupid Eagles fans. Everyone from every other team in in the NFL were like you know a celebration of football. Mm. Uh, and, and celebration of the season and just like a lot of like having conversations with random people just about the season and their highs and lows and stuff like that and then you had the Eagles fans who were just like just <laughs> burn terrorizing burn the place. everyone everyone oh my god now let me say let me indulge me for a second Nick Sirianni I want to know what Jazz and, and David think because mm-hmm. I have got no sympathy for him whatsoever. And then I predict now he's going to get found out because he's lost his OC. And his DC. And he's lost his DC. Mm. So therefore, I want to see what you're going to do now. Is he just Coach Clap? Like the fanboy, you know, or is he actually got something about him? Because I feel he does stuff for attention. So that whole crying stuff at the start, I didn't I didn't buy it any into any of it whatsoever. Really? You thought it was Crocodile Tears? <laughs> I just think that he just likes the limelight and he finds ways to to, to make things he about does. him. He does. Like when he had the 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 shake you know, nodded at the head in the NFC Championship game, the continual doing this like he's a DB that's just seen a pass go 10 yards over the receiver's head and he celebrates the fact that it's an incompletion. There's lots of things he does. Like you said, you're very right. He's doing it for attention. I yeah. do think that when you look at his initial press conferences, which were absolute dog shit, he's definitely grown into the role. The only way we can really judge him, like you said, is this year because when he loses his OC and DC, who will he hire? And as well as the OC and DC going, how many of the position coaches will go with those two coaches to be the OCs and DCs of those teams? Mm, so that's true. It could be a very decimated coaching staff. So it's it's like I feel like with Mike Tomlin, you see how good he is because he drags his teams <laughs> to winning records every year, even when there's been <clears throat> turnovers of players or staff. Mm. So you this is the one we get to really see what he's going to be made of. Uh, so, the flash of the pen. Firstly, 
if anybody listened to the preview podcast that we did and all the interviews I put up at the end that we got from uh, the Eagles, including uh, AJ Brown and Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham said in that discussion that Doug Peterson, when he first addressed the team when he came into Philadelphia, was about to black out because he wasn't breathing because he was so nervous just addressing his brand new team. And <coughs> Doug got over that. So hearing how so many other coaches that kind of they discussed about have had problems with opening press conferences, first time meeting players, stuff like that. I gave Sirianni like an immediate pass because of those, because of that first press conference, it was messy, but some people are messy. Shane Steichen this week almost cried reading out the names of every offensive player as he took the Colts head coaching job because of what it meant to him to have come through this Philly team. And then now to progress into his own first head coaching job. Like, it's an emotional moment. It's a big time moment for the guy. So I'll forgive him of that. I actually bought into Sirianni massively this week because of his press conferences, because of his demeanor. He was very laid back, easygoing, good with the media. You know, there was definitely some members of the media I had a bit more rapport with. Stacey Dales, <laughs> friend of ours from the London Games. You know, she's an ex-Canadian basketball player. He, She asked him a question and he was asking her back before he answered the question, Stacey, what was your method shooting free throws? Because I've been shooting hoops this week and I'm still with my one bounce and go rather than anything else. What are you doing? So he was like just bantering back and forth with people, local pressers, things like that. So I kind of liked that. I liked a coach showing personality in the big moment and I liked that Eagles team showing personality in the big moment going into that. So the other thing that's going to help out Nick Sirianni is that if he's smart, he will promote from inside the Eagles. And Brian Johnson, the QB coach, who has done an almighty job at getting Jalen mm. Hurts to where he is now, was coached by Jalen Hurts' dad, Brian Johnson, as a kid. So knows how Jalen Hurts' dad coached Hurts. The connection that those two will have, if you're smart, Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson has been ready for an offensive coordinator job for a while. It's been a rumor that was circling around the Super Bowl anyway you'll put him in your OC position now and you'll go and find a new QB coach. That will be the perfect way to keep this offense intact in terms That's of its ability. Defense, I'm, I'm not 100% drag this sure. back into the. I'll drag this back into the dirt again uh, because uh, <laughs> that's who I am. Fuck that. Because, because he, you know what happened is that he's been clowned for the last like two weeks hmm. by various pieces of media who's been calling him like some type of idiot. Because of the way he's been acting you, over the last you, few weeks, various aspects of the media being—I'm the leader of it. I was <laughs> right in the front five, with, it, with yeah. the torch, the like, puppet master. Yeah, I was like right there with, with, with the with, with the torch, like straight away. But I, I just think that what has happened is that I saw various different uh, pieces of media where people were like, "Yeah, you know, is he is it a real deal?" Yeah, because you basically bring that attention on yourself, and if you're acting like a buffoon, then people are not going to really believe you and take you seriously as a head coach. So when you're doing all that that stuff and you're looking for the camera and then all the other stuff that you're yeah. doing and telling uh, uh, one of the refs, like, I know what the fuck I'm doing and all this shit, just like acting like one of the fans. Like, there's a reason why there's fans. They're fans there because they're fanatics and they don't know majority of the time how to behave or how to be reasonable. They just want their team <laughs> well, to win. Well, they don't have to, yeah. Especially Eagles fans. <laughs> no, we don't apparently. have to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, especially Eagles fans. Jesus. But <laughs> him in particular... I want to see because I I'm gonna go on the other side of I don't I think he's gonna get found out, wow. and I'm not saying that so, they they won't they won't do do big things. I, I you know it's touch and go whether they're gonna go back to Super Bowl again. I don't know if they, they will, won't. But... They won't. There's 
there's a problem going I, back this year. And I think I think the the way that I see it with Siriani, what he's done this year is incredible. Like taking that team had so much talent going into the year, but to hold it all together, I didn't really, I didn't hear any. I mean, it's. I guess you're not going to hear loads of stuff negative coming out of a locker room that's like winning 13 games, um, and then winning in the playoffs and going to the Super Bowl. But I didn't hear anything bad out of it. He managed to no. like it's. It was a team that had a really nice blend, but it can be very difficult to blend where you've got a lot of younger players, obviously a really young QB and a lot of veterans as well. And he managed to blend that all together and got a fantastic result. So I don't, I mean, outside of making some comments and being like his own kind of big personality, I I, I don't know what more he could have done. So kind I of win the Bowl. Well, when you're you 10, came 10 within three points. Oh, you why do you have to bring that in? You're getting, you're, you're starting to dig the knife in now. Win the Super Bowl. Win your ten but points you put ahead. That on him. The Super you put Bowl, that on him. You put that on him. I put that on him losing the Super Bowl. I I put it on you if you're the head coach to make the adjustments to make sure that you stop the 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 the, the flood. You know, because in the day is that the other way around where basically the Eagles. I was fearing that is done. Like the first half, I was like, these guys are just like manhandling. These oh my guys. god! When yeah. Mahomes, looked... when Mahomes crawled off and limped off, yeah, I've and then the Eagles done. went yeah, ten I've points up. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is. I was game. to make peace with myself. What's I was going to happen, and that Ollie was just going to be blitzing my phone mm. left, right, and center. I'd never do and, that. Uh, I would have been you know, blitzing every other phone on the planet. I'd never rub it in your <laughs> face. Don't worry. But I'd, I'd just been blitzing the national radio waves of talk sport. Just the second half, so, me just waxing lyrical. This Eagles team, unbelievable. What a phenomenal <laughs> performance. Honestly, I thought, that, I thought it was if, game over. He, what he should have done, is, if you're a decent head coach, then it's the second half, to me, of, of the game, that you make the adjustments to, to be able to make sure you pull your team over the line. And I would say that you know, the, uh, the, his his opposer easily became you know saw what was happening, started to move the, the ball, um, you know make <clears throat> make everything go for a bit faster, using the run a lot more because obviously he's usually throwing things. So he's there's there's Pacheco into it. So there's loads of different things he done. They, they scored thirty five points though. I mean, obviously they could have made better adjustments on defense, but. It just wasn't a day for defense overall, was the, it? Like, there, are, there's a handful of plays, right, where I think you can argue that the Eagles lost it, and I actually wouldn't put it on uh, the James Bradbury tug. Like that was no. the that was the final moment of a game that the Eagles had got themselves into a difficult position anyway. Yeah, I know. So, I'm annoyed that everybody's focusing on that. By the way, I'll come back to that. You take the Jalen Hurts yeah. fumble return for a touchdown yeah. by Nick Bolton. Like that's huge. That let's not even pretend because if the Eagles go up and score on that one. It's like 14-7, 21-7 or whatever. That 21-7. Yeah, we're getting game over already. With, <clears throat> and the Eagles can start trying to run again and maybe just do that proper wearing down. Even though the Chiefs defense was phenomenal. Both at causing pressure on Hurts, making him roll. Different schemes on the line of scrimmage were excellent. Waiting mm. one side every so often and shutting down the run. They were brilliant. Aside from the run of Hurts, they killed the Eagles' best part of their game. The other one's the punt return, Kadarius Tony taking it back to the five-yard oh, line. Yeah. God, because that, that, that gave the Chiefs two quick scores so quickly, and it meant that the clock was so stacked up that the Eagles would always give Mahomes, whatever, how, however long their drive was really, a chance to mm. have a game-winning drive at the end of the game. It was whether it's going to be like five minutes or a minute and a half. Either way, Mahomes can do that. So that, that was huge. Um, the other one, there was a third and two 
in the fourth quarter or maybe the third quarter and the Eagles tried to throw it rather than just running mm. it because they always go for it on fourth down anyway in that sort of position. And mm. yeah, that I don't well, understand. Got stopped. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't. AJ Brown was wide open on that play anyway. I've watched it back um, and kind of seen a coach's film on it. But it's more why you wouldn't just run it because you're A, taking time off the clock and B, you're, uh, you're giving yourself at least the advantage to go for it on fourth and one, which they basically got at will the Eagles on third yeah. down and fourth down were incredible in that game the conversion rate but it was just mm. I think it's just those those two huge plays and then mm. one coaching error to keep a drive going instead of it stalling and being punted away and the Mahomes scamper the Mahomes that scamper yeah, but that, was, that, that, was, but that yeah. was hard luck because on that play the Eagles had Jordan Davis and Malik Williamson who are the two slowest biggest D tackles in their defensive setup and that was the play where Mahomes decided to scamper up the middle where there was a hole created. And Malik Williams actually blocks Hassan Reddick from getting an angle to get back at Mahomes quicker. So Mahomes' mm. run is great and the vision and on the busted ankle, you, you, I take nothing away from Mahomes at all. He was lights out. I think, as I say, I think the coaching that Biennemi and Reed did in mixing up the variety of plays, the Chiefs were never easy to read of what they were doing out of positions. And that gave yeah. Mahomes enough time to be able to throw with his lack of mobility. But that play for me with the scamper was just hard luck that you had your two slowest D tackles in on a play where suddenly mm. Mahomes decides to get a little nippy on any other but, line but the, setup. But he the gets thing dragged is, down 15 yards earlier. I think. He ran, they ran the same play twice to score two touchdowns. No, have you not seen the video of the Sky Moore one? <clears throat> they lined up incorrectly on that formation. That's Kadarius Tony was meant to run an option, uh, uh, the right. same route. And he points to Mahomes at the line saying, we're in the wrong formation. You've got to run it to the other side. And the Chiefs just made that up as they went along. Mm. Wow. Okay. Ridiculous. I didn't know that. That yeah. was improvised. Yeah, it was all just, we're in I the wrong formation. Just play, uh, we'll, just, we'll just flip it, it the other way. It just looked like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It looked like it literally the same identical play twice. But yeah. I don't, this is my point. But I wouldn't and blame Sirianni for that. I'd blame defensive no, I, coordinator. I would. Because I think that Sirianni's you know, not calling that though, is he? That that's package Gannon. and stuff though. But, yeah, yeah, he's another coach clap. We'll, we'll get to him in a minute with his first, uh, <laughs> his first, his first he's interaction just with ripping everybody apart. <laughs> Dre's you sure you wanted Dre to with... come on this one? Dre has like, come for blood. You could have got him in like next week. Even I was surprised. I was like, you want it this week? All right. <laughs> Jeez, I was going to take it easy on Ollie. Look, I want, I want the band aid. I want the band aid ripped because this was tough. I, I, I knew it was coming. You know the thing is, this is what I'm saying, David. Is that I think yeah. that you cannot be completely 100% concentrating on the game if you're doing some type of buffoonery at the side. So, yet again, Jalen Hurts stopping from doing some type of buffoonery. I don't know what he was doing. He's put his hand up for what? I don't know what he was doing. And Jalen mm -hmm. Hurts put his hand back down. And it's like, who's the adult there? Do you, do you, do you see my point? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't I know if you it. guys caught it. It was, it was something that like they kept on repeating all the time because, you know, Coach Coach Clapp, as I call him, he was just like going to put his hand up and yeah, oh yeah, I've seen that, I've seen the clip of that, yeah, yeah. It's but, just like, but this you, is my point, right? The thing is, though, can you separate the man from, you know, those elements of his personality? So what, like, makes Sirianni confident enough to get to where he is right. and to take a team throughout a whole season and get to a Super Bowl? Part of that must be him being able to show himself who he is, which is maybe a bit of a buffoon, but like that gives him swagger, that gives him confidence. Like, I don't know if you can separate these things out with necessarily with coaches. Like, I prefer the kind of coach mm -hmm. 
that Andy Reid is or like a quiet coach that isn't a distraction for his team that doesn't want it to be about himself. So I agree with you. Like if I was going to choose a coach for my team, it would be a quieter kind of character um, who just wins games and does the right things. But you can have personality. You you can have personality. Like, but that's Andy his personality. That's what I'm saying. Personality. So yeah. you don't like then, his but personality, then, but I'm not. I'm no, saying but, you can't necessarily separate them out. Where it's like just be quiet and do your thing, because like that's obviously he who might he need is. that to get him to he, where he, he is. He probably yeah. needs that like that juice and that but fire. What I would stuff, say, so. but what I would say to that is that at the end of the day, is that all right? Let's let's just be honest with, with it. Like statistically, yes, they've had a, a very impressive season. But at the end of the day, is that as as you know, I've said to Ollie several times, is that you haven't really played anyone like properly, like first team. Yeah, they they only have you know, to play someone the like Mahomes in the playoffs. So it was, yeah, yeah, you it was played Giants in her last like, easy <laughs> easy walkover. Like you know, <laughs> and that's fine. Like we you know, at the end of the day, we're nowhere near ready to 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 rumble with them. Forty mm. ers come on. Like that was easy. Like you might as well just like just stop the lucky, game and just yeah. carried on. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, it's not so lucky. Therefore... Protect your quarterback. That doesn't happen. Like that's the Eagles' well... defense broke the quarterback. So if you protect, no, him, I, if I you think play a more well... experienced, uh, more experienced. Uh, uh, you know, you don't get uh, injuries like that all the time. No, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's just a freak incident. That that is. But then again, it's a lucky break, and you had it twice because you had the backup backup. You know, just couldn't even hold on to the ball and got concussion and he was out. Then you're gonna have to have running back. As the as the quarterback, so therefore I don't know how much more luck you can have. Then yeah, but they went. But I, I don't think you can say that because they got mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl and became came within three <laughs> points, scored thirty five points on one right. of the best teams of you know the last five years. It's like an all time amazing team with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Well, I mean, can't say that they didn't like deserve to be where they were. So yeah. It doesn't matter how many you score if you don't score as many. Well, it as does when we're looking at it in context. Because if we're saying, we're saying whether they deserve to be there as a competitor, they, yeah, if you're they were they competing. No, statistically, the yes. They're the best team in the AFC. Do. And the, the Eagles but are the best I, I would, team. I would say that if you played a full-strength 49ers, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Like, 49ers would be know. clean the floor with them. I, I, don't think, like, I, don't know. I don't agree with that. And I also, I think because I you're that. living in hypotheticals here, it's an easy <laughs> place to live because <laughs> no one can ever answer those questions properly because it's hey, been... I'm just a hater that. in the corner. Yeah, that's, I know. No, don't worry. <laughs> we have noticed that one. Very obvious. <laughs> and we thoroughly enjoy that presence. Dre. Right. Ollie, can I just go back? Can I just go back? Because uh, I feel I feel like I'm trying to counteract Dre's like, negativity about the Eagles. I don't know how I've ended up <laughs> in right. this position where I'm like so pro-Eagles because I'm not normally. But um, you, you talked about the Jalen Hurts fumble, which was returned for a touchdown. Key point of the game. How many quarterbacks are there in the history of the NFL, not just like now, but that could respond to that moment and then come back and nearly be the MVP of the Super Bowl? And he played an amazing game Lights outside out. of that mistake. Like, how many? The ball, the ball I mean, position on the throws. People that were having, like myself, I had to, you know, I've eaten a lot of humble pie all this year about Jalen Hurts. The mm, accuracy yeah. and the windows he dropped into some of those throws. That, Dallas Goddard was unbelievable as well. Let's just give him yeah. his props. Incredible yeah. catches. Three, I think he had mm. awesome catches. Mm. Uh, yeah. Hertz was fantastic. And I mean, Kelsey said it himself. He could have won the MVP of that game on the yeah. losing side. Yeah. yeah. Runs for yeah. three yeah. and a two-point conversion. Ran for, I think he ran for like seven first downs in the game. Which is yeah. a QB is a record. How many how many third and ones or fourth and ones did he get? Like, yeah, just, just little rumble over. 
And and the opening play of that drive after the fumble was him running for a 17-yard gain up the left sideline through yeah, a gap. Yeah, they scored I mean, on they scored on the next drive. Like yeah. I just don't I don't I think we need to remember whatever happens with him and that team going forward that the guts and the mental strength for a second-year quarterback to come back and deal with that moment and then come back. Third year. Third year, year sorry. Yeah. Third year. I, but also, Didn't play much. going back to the Sirianni that's thing, that's why I kind of don't mind Sirianni being this slightly buffoonish guy because you look at the person who's actually the real figurehead of the franchise right now, Jalen Hurts is exactly what you want from a franchise yeah. quarterback Punch in terms of his, yeah. his yeah. presence, what he says. On, yeah. Like... I mean, I said about the line he had in the press conference where when he said, uh, I had a purpose before people had opinions. And then he turned to the media and was like, yeah, I know you like that one. Like, I mean, <laughs> that that's the kind one. of thing of like, that's a great line. And then he delivers it with the, yeah, I know you guys like Everyone's that one. Everyone's scribbling that down. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah that's, that's the sentence for the week. And if he wins it, that's the sentence that goes into kind of history with him. In the same way that afterwards, you know, he was so calm. He wasn't pissed off like Cam Newton was in that press conference after Super Bowl yeah, 50. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, like I a little that. bit. Yeah. yeah. Hurt yeah. sat there and, and was composed and said, look, every single time stuff like this happens, we had, a, we had a massive goal and we came up short, but it was a huge goal and we can take so much from this season and we can learn from this moment. And it, it's all about how you come back from these sorts of moments. Yeah, Coming... he says you either win or you learn. Yeah. That's the best thing to hear. Yeah, like he is the consummate professional, and I yeah, think part but of that I, and, comes... and I have I have no doubt, Solly, that next season you know, the Eagles team might not be as good. You might lose some some veterans. You, you've lost some coaches already. It might be a very different team with a different record. But I think Hertz is legit, and how, I just don't. And if Howie Roseman I, can build another team, yeah, perfect quarterback to build around. It's just about yeah. can he do it before we have to pay him a ton of money because he is going to be worth. Yeah so much is money is that, is up for it now right and he's got another year on the deal and then it will be yeah but they'll probably end up surely they're gonna try to do this now sign it now yeah i think they yeah should have done now well okay let me read out the free agents you got Mark Saunders team. as well haven't you this the free agent list unrestricted free agents of the philadelphia eagles this this offseason Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Jason Kelsey, James Bradbury, Isaac Simalu, Andre Dillard, Kazir White, TJ Edwards, Ndomakan Sue, Linval Joseph, Boston Scott, Zach Pascal, Miles Sanders, Rick Lovato, Chauncey Garden-Johnson, uh, Tyree Jackson, Gardner Minshew, and Marcus Epps. 80% of those are like starters. quite a few of that, those are all going to be gone anyway. And that's the that's the problem with going and kind of all in, isn't it? There's a in there as well. Yeah, there'll be some retirements in there. I'm really worried. But then I'm worried about the re- if Kelsey retires, man. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a huge yeah. loss in the presence. I thought it was beautiful that he stayed out on the mm. field for so long, found mm. his brother, had that really nice moment with his mom. Their podcast is obviously amazing this week, without a doubt. Like, <laughs> nobody's mm. going to top their podcast, him and Travis. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I thought it was great that he and Lane Johnson stayed out on the field for ages after the game, mm. which I thought was, yeah, really beautiful and quite a kind of like you saw Kelsey stood there in the corner watching it for ages and then you I watched him walk off and I was like that's gonna be the last time we ever see him on a football field that sucks you think so oh, yeah maybe yeah. I think he walks I think he how walks old is he us. uh 35? 32 is he that young maybe 34 is he yeah he's been around about 12 years in the league I think it is 13 years in the league he, he might so not want to sign saying, off like that I'm saying 35 well, I mean, he would be yeah, leaving. Yeah, you are 35 in 112 days. Oh, that's different. He's Just still on that, so Dave, good, do you though. Want to do, uh, do you want to do his height and weight? What do you think? 
Here come Dave. Height and weight, Jason Kelsey. Joyce and Kelsey. Joyce and Joyce and Joyce and Kelsey. reason why we're doing this, Dre, is Dave likes to think he's really good at guessing the players' weights. <laughs> I right. used to be. <laughs> uh, so, um, while we're here. Okay, okay, okay. Have you got it, Jazz, by the way? He's going to be I've a bit He's going to be a bit lighter than I think. I think he's going to be just over three. 306, I'm going, and he's six, four. So you're over on both. He's six, three, and two, nine, five. That's okay. not bad. That's not Six bad. Three. That's a good guess. He looks bigger. He looks taller than that, doesn't he? Nah, he's quite a stocky man. Jeez. I mean, he's wide and yeah. I mean, he's not short, obviously. He's girthy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so uh, I met Travis Kelsey. And he was. He must be around the same height then. I think he's he? taller. Six... He must be taller. Yeah, I'm going to guess he's. He must be six five, right? Yeah, six five. Surely. Two. two... 55? Yeah. 6.5. What did we have? 2.55. Dave is right with 2.50. 2.50. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Nice. You're back in wow. the game, Dave. I got one. I'm back in. <laughs> Come on. He was cool. He was very, it. very cool. Like, we spoke uh, just a long time, just not even about football. Like, this is just after the uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill left the building. And he was just like, he was honest about it. He actually brought it up. He was just like, nah, we, we've lost a big one this 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 week. And, but then we went in to start speaking about clothes and things like that. And he's just a really, he's one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Like he's just cool. really down to earth. And, and I love the fact that he is like their hype man. You know, he's yeah. the person to be able to say, I mean, obviously all sports people say like, oh, no one, everyone counted me out. And I, I showed you all. Mm. But I, I think that, Pretty much every, you know, I think you would probably say the same thing, Oli. Everyone was saying that the Eagles were going to win. Yeah, you know, it was only me and my, we, my we, we thought they were going to win. Yeah. I thought it was just easy money. <laughs> I almost put like a really big bet on the Eagles to win, thinking this is just easy money. It, I didn't think it would. Put I didn't think it'd be easy. Grand bet this that, week as well. that um that's that's that shame varine line stuck with me though all week the everyone's five percent of each other on a football field it's coaching that matters and that was the thing that we did a preview show on the saturday and no, all the friday night before we left radio row and that was the thing that still i said to people like the eagles should win with squad depth but if it is five percent difference of everybody and it comes down to coaching like two weeks with andy reed will be enough to sort it out and i, I do i do think it was but it was only it was, just enough that's the thing like if, if things have gone slightly differently that's an if, eagles if win had, so... if, i said to greg rosenthal on the broadcast 455 to go in the fourth quarter eagles hadn't had a sack and it was very similar to the final patriots drive in that yeah. super bowl when yeah, brady yeah. finally got got and i was yeah. like if if they get him here if they get a sack on Mahomes, it's game over but if they don't Chiefs will win it. Like it's just that is that defensive line going to step up? It just up? doesn't happen often. Like you just like he reads defenses so well, and mm. that's that's that was the thing. Is like like I would say now you'll see you know what, what Nick Sirianni's influence is going to be because when you had when you hit adversity and then now people for the next, rest of the summer are going to be playing back. Oh, we could have done this differently. We could have done this differently. Obviously, players are going to go. Some people are going to retire. You know, people got to get paid. So we'll see now who is the glue to keep this whole thing together. Mm -hmm. So if you are that person of influence, you are that person that keeps everyone together and you're getting that kudos for that. Because I feel from an outsider, it looks like you've got many Hall of Famers on there. 
many. Mm. And I just think that sometimes the team coaches themselves, sometimes the, the, the professionalism of the players, if you've got lots of vets there, they're like, listen, we got one last shot of this shit. Like mm -hmm. we could do this. And so mm. I just feel that no matter what other people are doing, you can actually manage you can get away yourself. with that. Yeah. You could say that in 2017 as well, with the when the Eagles won it last time, they had a different group of veterans, some that are couple that are still here, but you and know, they had leaders that in... came in and made a big impact, like Alshon Jeffrey and stuff, yeah, guys that were there yeah, for like, or like Jenkins and stuff that was mm. on the team, like oh, leaders he is, in like he is so cool, Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. We got to we got to interview him he's on radio. He's terrifying Road, as well. He scares me, that guy. <laughs> he's wicked. We were discussing ways to uh, get Travis Kelsey, and I said to him, "Oh, Malcolm, they could do what you did to Brandon Cooks in the Super Bowl. That would work out pretty nicely." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, they probably bounce off." I think I'm not sure that would work too well. <laughs> he was so cool, man. He was so awesome. That was a massive highlight. Yeah, take Jeff Stoutland and uh, Brian Johnson, the run game coordinator in the past um, coach, and put them as joint offensive coordinators, run and pass game, respectively. Under so are you, are you are you angry at, uh, at Jonathan Gannon? Because uh, a lot of the Eagles fans seem like they were. I'm a little annoyed that he didn't bring any linebacker pressure when it became very apparent that the Eagles pass rush wasn't getting there at all and yeah. that they were struggling with the slipping. Like I didn't notice it as much in the broadcast because I was focused on, like I have to be focused on where the ball is rather than, like I can see where a rush is coming, but I won't necessarily see why somebody hasn't got to the QB once it's been thrown. Um, but, Having watched it back, because I have gone through that pain and anguish, um, mm. you do see <sighs> you got to get you got to get it out of the system. But you do see the uh, the number of times that the pass rushes are just slipping as they try to go round and underneath. And mm -hmm. and when that happens, you have to be a little bit more aggressive on a Patrick Mahomes, and you have to trust the corners to be able to shut down. The only trouble is doubling Kelsey, because that then would have left Kelsey a little more open than he already was, which for a large part of the game, he was very open because that's what Travis Kelsey yeah. does. So I think there was a couple of times when maybe you just have to like shit or get the pot and bring the house on Mahomes on an injured Mahomes and really put him under pressure. Or even if you don't put him under pressure, get <clears throat> it's worth the 15 yards to take Patrick Mahomes out of the game. Like, I don't want to be that guy. That's not what like you want to see in a game and everything. But as an Eagles fan, it's worth the 15 yards to have Chad Henney at quarterback. If Chad Henney steps into that game, I am whistling to the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, that broadcast is me smug as anything. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be interested to see what both of those guys will do in um, in Arizona and uh, in Indianapolis, respectively. Because they've not been offensive coordinators for a long time. Like, well, well, why, is, I mean, why is Eric yeah, Bieniemy not in the <laughs> is is I was going to ask you this because like, it was I don't know if you guys have seen it it was the most awkward video ever that you probably would see of Jonathan Cannon meeting up with uh, um, uh, Kyler Kyler Murray yeah Kyler Murray, Murray. Mm. My, my brain's it's all right. Mode. Just use a gamer tag. That's what he goes by most of the time. So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's low hanging fruit. I don't know, but he so so I don't for, for those who haven't seen it. Uh, Jonathan Gannon and his team are going out of leaving the building just after being a, a you know agreeing to being the head coach and then someone says oh Kyler's in in the building and he's like oh where where and then he drops his bag like a fan and then he runs does this like weird jog down the hallway I don't know if you guys have seen it mm -hmm. um, down the hallway to to and then he Kyler Murray happens to be in there and Kyler Murray 
hasn't been training at the facility for a long time. He's been rehabbing somewhere else, but all of a sudden he's there. But anyway, I'll leave that one alone. Then, <laughs> then he's just like, he doesn't say anything to him like, all right, we're going to talk about, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Like, there was nothing like profound, nothing knowledgeable there. It was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get this. Yeah, he sounded like a high school coach. Mm. Like, it was the weirdest thing I've seen. I don't think I'd be so excited time. to coach Kyler Murray, to be honest. Nope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd, rather take, I'd rather take a dozen other quarterbacks. But he's, 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 he's clapping for that pay that he's going to get when he gets fired. I was about <laughs> to say the same thing. Yeah. You're happy because you're like, well, I'm getting paid no matter what. And you'll be I'm the reason why I get paid at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was looking through what he'd done, obviously, before Philadelphia. And I was like... Assistant defensive back coach at the Minnesota Vikings. They've never really had great DBs, so I don't really mm -mm. trust that. Well, they have a little bit. Uh, not really. Well, it depends what years he was there. 14, 17. So we would have had Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith. Oh, they were better then. That's personnel rather than... That's that's the thing I think as well about about both Gannon and uh, uh, Steichen is that they've... The quality of that roster isn't... I, look, being a coach is he isn't easy at all. But at the same time, Howie Roseman just plugged like player after player in there to give them as much quality, like on the defensive line. James Bradbury and um, CJ, CJ Johnson, yeah, coming in like that. That stacks your defensive backs even more than just having Darius Slay or Slay as you have to call him because if you call him Darius, he gets very angry indeed. Um, Kazir White coming in as well. Yeah, he hates being called Darius. It's like Darius. He was like Slay. I was like, okay, <laughs> Slay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's an awkward video. I'll show you guys at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. There's a there's so much talent on that roster. Again, it's that. I have you got a Claudio Ranieri type thing where he's just letting them go and do their thing, like Ranieri did with Leicester, and or Leicester kind of Pep Guardiola kind of thing. Yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I'm interested to see. They've not been offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators for very long. Are they going to try and bring that Sirianni swagger? Gannon had that video of him saying we're going to break them or something like that just before the Niners game um, to a, to an Eagles fan kind of thing. So it it will be interesting to see if they're out of the Sirianni mold and they try to bring that sort of swagger. I mean, that could rub some people, Dre, the wrong way. And <laughs> just got, I've got my popcorn ready. Because uh, it's well, the best the, the best house thing of cards is, is all gonna come tumbling down now. Your your friends you can with, see what I see. Your 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 besties with Sam, the Cardinals fan, of course. So you just yeah. get to see an Eagles coach go into another team that you hate with a quarterback that you hate, and <laughs> you can double down on the hatred on Sam even more on every week of next season as a as a Cards <laughs> hater. So you're gonna be okay on that one, man. Um, we've held you out. I feel actually by doing that. So. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I, I, and I want the Kansas City Chiefs to to give us a uh, us Giants uh, a thank you for Kadarius Tony. Tony. You know what? Well, it was a, it was a, I wouldn't say it wasn't all planned. <laughs> you oh, never I know. Mean, and James Bradbury, in fairness, could you could you not be well, more like I, David I, Brent? You know what? I'm not going to knock on him. <laughs> he's had enough. He's had enough. Yeah. And then he had and then he's had TikTok boy, uh, you know, uh, going at him as well. Juju. Oh, um, what a piece of shit. Yeah, what, what a piece a, you won shit. it already, dude. You don't need to do that. Garbage. Well, it's it's a loser move as well from a guy who's a contributing player this year. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like he wasn't light in the world. He wasn't getting fifteen hundred yards. He wasn't replacing Tyreek Hill. Like 
Yeah, he was, Travis a, he was a reasonable receiver He's on a Super Bowl running team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, garbage human being. Especially as especially as Bradbury came out and admitted it, and was just like, "Look, I held him." Yeah, I I was plus get it was like it. it was like, like an all time like great Super Bowl as well. Like, there's no need for that, and it's not even like it's it was, a, like a major yeah. rivalry. You're not like beating the Cowboys or like yeah, like mm. yeah, I hated it. Can I? I who's, what, who's the more more trash person, him or Eli Apple? Ooh. Right now, Juju, but it's just because it's so recent. Eli <laughs> Apple, without question. Really? Yeah. yeah Eli I mean, the, the Cancun on three is going to literally, that's going to live on forever. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he oh. was, I don't think he was referencing DeMar Hamlin in that thing. No, of course he wasn't. No, 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 no. He was just going, Everybody was just jumped on down his Diggs. throat on that. He's just a moron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he, 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 I, I agree. I agree with Dave. Like, he does it all the time. He, do you remember yeah, he did this think. a couple of times? He did this the season before. Yeah, he, he did, it, he did it in the playoff run just before Cooper Cup caught the game-winning touchdown on him. He was, like, ripping on everybody. He was throwing shade out all through that playoff run last year. And then Cooper Cup buries him. And that's why every NFL player that wasn't in that game was burying Eli Apple on Twitter mm. the moment it happened. There was, like, 60 tweets from different current players saying, like, oh, nice one, Eli. Game-winning catch on you, was it? Oh, yeah, great job. Yeah, yeah, Love it's all right it. when you're Richard Sherman, you get to like say whatever you want because you've when you've just made sure you've broken up the past that we won the game. Yes, yeah, that's when yeah. you. That's when yeah, you can wait talk until shit. you win it. Yeah. You can talk shit then. Apart from that, shut your mouth. Can I? Can I ask you and uh, you and Jazz Dave mm. as like semi neutrals? I know you had bets running in this game and everything like that, but were you annoyed? That it because loads of people have said they were just annoyed that it was broken up on that on that penalty, like the game died on that penalty as opposed to a bit more of a it grandstand was a fucking finish. Damp squib. Yeah. That was a great game until that happened, and it finished with a damp squib. You just sit there thinking, oh, I know that the Chiefs are going to kick the field goal. It's the end of the game. I'm sitting here for two minutes of game time plus the adverts. I might just go to bed. What's the point? Of staying I, up? I I didn't I didn't feel like that. I know that was a oh, reaction from it. a lot of people, but I kind of I don't know. You know, a, a 60 minute game that takes three hours and then like, Papa you know, Joe. one, one, one small event. And then that's all that sums it up. I didn't like the way that people, uh, it was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. And just because Great the last the two neutral. minutes were done. I mean, like how many, like how many Super Bowls are there where it's done by the third quarter? You know, like you, you had to wait a couple of minutes at the end, like to kind of know the result that was already played out like i don't know like it'd been so amazing to that point and so back and forward like it didn't it didn't affect it for me okay. but I, I totally get where you're coming from but oh, i hate the damn script i just felt like such a mm. letdown yeah but i, I also think because it, i wanted the eagles to win it's it's entirety, money. It so awesome. that's also another reason why i was also annoyed ah right okay, the betting yeah, 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 was the, the main thing, thing. Yeah, yeah it all comes back to money yeah yeah <laughs> jazz you lost yeah. did you lose 60 quid on the the kickoff so it yeah. started bad yeah yeah okay I put yeah. money on the, uh, the opening kickoff to not be a touchback because it's always a, it's always good odds to get that, mm. and it, it quite often is that the case. Because the guy like, wants to bring it out because they're like, Super Bowl, let's go, let's grab it, let's it's try a and get harder ball, yards. yeah, those sort of things. So if I'd won that bet, I'd have covered all the rest of my bets the rest of the evening. I was just in mm. free money, mm. but uh, unfortunately that one lost. And then the Eagles. My lost. my most upsetting bet I shared with uh, Jazz. I had a series of players to get certain numbers, and I hit all of them. Boston Scott, I had eight, eight and a half yards. Guess how many yards he got? Eight. Eight. 
Oh, oh man. I know, I know. Luckily, I don't bet big like Jazz, so I only missed out on like 40 quid, but I was pretty upset about that. Yeah, 40 quid for me, betting-wise, is quite a lot. Well, again, the reason why I'm betting big is because I've won a lot this year. So, yeah, okay. by betting All big. Right. So. Right. Well, <laughs> kudos, betting £10 kudos, pounds kudos. A, a week isn't betting big. Yeah. Was right. it, uh, was it, it's not it's 30 me, grand big. No. no, no, no. He's not going lost big dog. I, wonder, I, wonder, I wish I got to see that guy after. He was <laughs> sure. He was. Like, I was sure. I was. Yeah. I almost put fucking five hundred quid on the Eagles to win. No, oh, jazz. yeah, I was that sure. I was like, "How could you just, be that sure against the free Chiefs? Money. The free Chiefs money. are amazing. Free money. Foolish, foolish. The only foolish. other, the other, the other last kind of like takeaway from the whole game was drive starting with five minutes to go. Patrick Mahomes has that same Brady inevitability. Mm. Mm. You just knew you. There was mm. no way he wasn't getting the touchdown on that drive or the game-winning field goal or whatever. And it, it was exactly the same as the kind of last three touchdowns of, sorry, Dave, but the Patriots, Super Bowl, yeah, the Falcons, yeah. where you were like, oh, this is ju- this is just going to happen. Yeah. And mm. yeah, with, with that amount of time. But I think he would have had that same feeling with two and a half minutes on the clock or something. Like, it's just, he is so good. Yeah. Well, he's, it's even better because I would actually say that, like, people were questioning that from like last year um, and maybe the year before as well with the chiefs that maybe he didn't quite have that or that he would lose it um, because he had those losses in the championship game. But then now it just seems like, Oh yeah, he never lost it. Like it's just, it's so hard to win a super bowl that you can't do it every bloody year, but you can get two in five years. which And and that's maybe one of the most impressive super bowl victories. The fact that, you know, he was injured uh, going into time. it, uh, and then he was half injured. Half time, in he could it. barely walk. Half time, he yeah. can barely walk. I blame Rihanna for uh, for <laughs> for it because she gave him extra time in the so dressing room to that's med a up. Classic Ollie thing to do to Completely. have a pregnant woman. That's yeah, definitely. Really, that's that's <laughs> definitely. classic Ollie. That's an Eagles fan shouting yeah. at a pregnant woman. That's what <laughs> Eagles fans do. <laughs> what, what, what did you guys think about the uh, performance? It was cool, yeah. yeah. I like. Rihanna. Would you rank it? Not as good as uh, last year. I mean, last, last year was like last year's the best the, one, last but... year will be the impossible thing to yeah. beat. That yeah. was a tough one to follow up because it was like an all-star cast of like the best hip hop acts oh. from when we were kids as well. It was like the perfect. Would you put? Rhythm. Would you put that as number one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, last year I've was seen, incredible. Uh, of course, yeah. Of yeah, all yeah. time. Well, I mean, yeah. since I've been watching it, yeah, but really? I don't like tend to like the halftime. But that one I did watch, and I was like, "Why? What's your what's your I'm best of all time?" That, no, I'm going to guess Dre's favorite one was the mm. Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Yeah, that debacle. Wanted that nipple. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This was going to come out now." I can see <laughs> the nipple. Oh, mine, mine is Prince. Uh, that was, yeah, yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. That was, was cool. It was in the wet, rain as well, in the rain. Wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Yeah, and that and that almost got cancelled. That was in Miami. That was, that was Colt Saints. No? No, I was like, it was way, but wasn't that? It was Colt Saints in Miami. Wasn't that our one? Wasn't when that our one? Saint, when the Saints won? No, because it was in the rain and you won it. Yeah, yeah, it was in. Yeah, sorry, it was in the rain. It was, um, but it was amazing in Miami. It was like, I, I just remember staying up and just watching that, and literally, like, I just like downloaded his old cat catalog after that. It was, nice. There was a, I, I would say for me, it's it's Prince, then Beyonce's one, uh, and then then you got uh, Doctor yeah, Dre's cool. one. That was yeah. Colts and Bears. Ah, oh, that Colts was it. Yeah, Colts and Bears. So oh. I never saw that. That was the year, the last year I didn't really watch Super Bowl. 
why didn't really I was going to say, well, did I watch that one? That I was Devin, Devin Hester back to the house off the opening yeah. kickoff. I, that I was... remember being told all about it by my friend Steve the next day. I remember, so, I remember a pub in Aberystwyth seven. <laughs> blowing seven, up. Okay. You were in Australia or you had done your gap year then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I probably didn't even watch it. Yeah. Um, mm. No, I reckon... So the thing with Rihanna was that, that I loved that she didn't have any fucking goofy fans on the field. There was oh, no like yes, fake Ollie, pretend I crowd. I said that as well. I that, hate those people with where they're like passion. three people deep and pretending Losers. they're having a great time and they've got a special <laughs> wristband and whatever. Yeah, nah, none of that. And it was all um, it was all just dancers. And I like the fact that because last year was like great after great after great after great coming out, she genuinely captivated that stadium. People weren't necessarily like bouncing off the walls for it because her music isn't necessarily exactly like that. Some of the tunes are absolute bangers. Other ones are a bit kind of like deeper and slower and stuff like that. But everybody was just watching it and kind of mesmerized on it, which I thought was really impressive to be as an individual artist and captivate the whole thing, um, the whole stadium. And she did just loads of songs. It was like flicking through a car radio when you're mm. bouncing through radio stations. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah. like Coldplay doing an extended version of the Paradise, oh, Paradise, Coldplay Paradise or whatever. It wasn't anything naff like that. She was like, <laughs> I'm going to give you 60 seconds of this banger, then I'll do 60 seconds of this banger, then I'll do 60 seconds of this. I think somebody said she did 12 songs in 13 minutes. Yeah, and you is... knew them all as well. I actually forgot how many like, hit she songs left us... she's got. Yeah, She left a lot on the sick. table as well. Like There was a few yeah. that, that were used as interludes that you could actually just perform the whole thing. Although yeah. she did miss a trick. I thought Kanye was going to come out. Oh yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, that, there was. That was, that was would it he all is turn blacklisted, man. Dude, I thought that yeah. was going to be like the ultimate Fenty power move because that sold more merch than any of the crap NFL merch that they had in the shop yeah, down yeah. in uh, Phoenix. Fenty was all over the place, and I thought that was going to be the ultimate power move on the NFL of I'm going to bring Kanye out and see what happens. The, I like literally all the advertising. All around the screens would have just been turned off automatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we are not <laughs> aligning ourselves with him. Yeah, all the all the Jewish uh, NFL owners in the in the crowd yeah. would just walk out. That'll be it. That money will be gone. Yeah, automatically yeah. from all advertisers <laughs> straight away. Yeah. We ain't getting that back. So right. Rihanna's no, a billionaire. I, I, she can she can sponsor the NFL for a couple of years and keep them in floating. It's all good. Don't worry about well, it. I, I'm hearing for the next one. I said this um, when I was with uh, Jason Bell when we literally did it the day after. And Clang. I heard it's going to be... Oh, no, just... Um, <laughs> oh, name, name drop there. Sorry, you can pick that uh, one up later. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I just left that one in there. Not as um, big as Dan Olofsky and Aaron Paul and... Uh, yeah, Dan yeah, Rooski no, no. And uh, Kay Adams. Adams. Okay, Adams, man. Yeah. Okay, Adams, yeah. Only, that is the only one that matters. Like, literally, I could have met one person that could have just been heard and that I would have been fine. <laughs> I could have sat outside the Super Bowl and still been smiling. <laughs> but I, I hear it's going to be either Drake or or Jay Z himself because it's Vegas is such a big thing. Okay, mm. Jay Z. That's what I'm hearing. I think they should like just Jay-Z. get like a a cheap Elvis impersonator. <laughs> just go. Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine if they did that. That's the main. Like, well, they yeah. go full Elvis, Elvis tribute. Very band. funny. They go full grotty Vegas because it's I, a magician and it's the most awkward oh, thing yeah. ever. Carrot Top. <laughs> Carrot Top does the halftime show with his props and improv crap and everything or, uh, like Jeff that. Jeff Dunham, the uh, the ventriloquist guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing his racist racist yeah. kind of spiel. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that one that used to have this paper mache head? Is Frank that? something? Frank Frank something bottom? Oh God! How oh, you know, know that one? I don't know that one. Oh, okay, right. Dude, Blue Man Group did like they were on the field for most of the Pro Bowl, and they are freaky. 
They are so weird. I don't like you Blue Moon Group. Have you seen their group. show? No, I've never been to it. They, no. the, some it's of the stuff they did is impressive. Really, really great. I loved every second of it. What, is it. Is it a comedy thing? No, they don't talk. It's art. They're like aliens. And so you have, they, they just do like, and stuff. not dancing. It's more making sounds with pipes and like musical stuff. And then mm. they get people from the audience and do weird things to them. And you haven't got weird things, Jazz. What just, weird just, things? Well, they pick you up out of the thing. They put you on a chair. You've got to try and react. And it, it's kind of interesting to see that some people they pick you can what tell, did they do really to you jazz i didn't go up i would have loved to have gone up because i would have been really weird with mm. them i'd have been really really How weird, weird the weird guys yeah okay absolutely be like <laughs> be yeah. super, they were just spoken broken character get off <laughs> get off yeah. now you need to go yeah. off, mate this guy out he's too weird it's <laughs> like have you sat you. down thrown things in your mouth throwing things at your face spraying you with water they did all kinds of weird things. It's they really did like a, a thing where they ate these I little balls. It. They ate these yeah, balls of paint and then they spat the paint onto this canvas uh, and then they yeah. threw it in the air and spun the canvas and then spat more paint at it. And then they peeled this label off and it was the Pro Bowl logo, but like perfectly painted in this cool like fluorescent thing. That was kind of cool. But then yeah. they were like interacting with the presenters throughout the Pro Bowl. And all I could think was if you saw Blue Man Group in a dark alley late at night, you would be so scared because they've got that weird like eyes that never blink. They don't mm. ever say anything. Obviously, the blue. They, they I don't like it. I don't like any weird. of this. They act really weird on purpose. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I love it. Didn't they, they go never... on the field? Didn't you see them go on the field? Yeah, yeah. They were on the field at the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They were just oh, like, just... it was so weird. So weird. Don't freak me out. Yeah. If you're ever in New right, York, just uh, just last question for me, and I'll, I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, what was your all of your favourite moment of the season? The Ooh. whole season, the whole yeah. season. Your your the moment you remember, like your favourite moment of the season. Well, there was a moment when Drake London caught a catch. That was pretty sweet. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, wow. yeah. Carl Pitt scored. <laughs> I think it was down. like um, I think he got like four yards. Um, and then he got tackled. It was really. Yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest game the guys had this year. Right? It was a nice moment. Yes, yeah, it, it brought up um, uh, third and long, and then um... <laughs> you guys almost beat the Rams. I remember that game. That was, that was a great game. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, but that doesn't yeah. mean anything when the Rams are utter garbage as well this season. To be honest, I, know. <laughs> yeah. God, I don't know. They almost beat the Niners know. though. You had that game in like week six against the Niners, uh, yeah, which yeah. was like a we, did, just... we, we did beat we beat the Niners. Oh, yeah, 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 but they were all ba- they were all banged up to hell. Um, oh, I know I'm that. I think favorite moment for this, it wouldn't be a Falcons moment for sure. I'm trying to think of. Uh... I think I'll go with mine. Almost is, memorable. Uh, mine's home team bias, but Mike Tomlin having Kenny Pickett come off the sidelines and saying to him, "Kenny fucking Pickett," yeah, just to say that I believe in you completely. This mm. is great. Let's be great together. That's the bit that's sticking in my brain from that, and gives me hope for the year after next few years. That's easy. very good. Dre. Very good plan. Is yours mm-hmm. the Giants beating the Packers in London? I was gonna, I was gonna go that route <laughs> because everyone, everyone was against us. Yeah, but yeah. I would say from the first game against the Titans, when we went, you know, uh, it was fourth, fourth down, and we went for it, and that's something that we haven't. I'm not accustomed to that, and uh, you know when. Saquon got the got the touchdown. It was just like it was a really great moment to start the season off with because for the last few seasons we've started off with losing and just all, it's just been crap. But um, <laughs> it just made me believe in there because I think I was I was still on the on the shelf. I was still sulking that um, you know Flores Brian Flores didn't get the job mm. and the whole thing around it. Um, but it just like lifted us all and it just made us believe in it. it. Felt like oh we're actually we could actually have a good season. 
So um, yeah, that 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 to me was was the moment. Nice. Uh, two minute what warning. Jerk, two minute warning. It will it will be. It's going to be exactly the same as the moment when I turned around, Dave, to you in that bar when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. The two minute warning of the NFC Championship game in the fourth quarter was the first time that I turned around and looked and said, "We're going to the fucking Super Bowl," and that was the mm. that will be one of the greatest mm. moments ever. Um, it was really weird coming home because I walked into the living room and literally the last time I've been in the living room was when I've been like pissed celebrating that. And that was, yeah, that and walking into the stadium and seeing our commentary position uh, last Sunday. Yeah, that must have been. That, that was because really cool. we, we were 30 yard line front row of the like top tier, the perfect commentating view. And BBC Five Live was stuck in a tiny box that was no wider than my desk, which is less than my wingspan. And they were stuck in a tiny box behind the end zone at the far end oh. of the stadium for like seven grand it cost them to rent out that box. And because Jeez. TalkSport kicked up a bit of a fuss about the fact they kicked out of the auxiliary press booth um, and haven't, hadn't provided anything for us, they just gave us our own table. And we had like 25 seats to ourselves. With our own yeah. little table set up for five people, and we were yeah, and and that I got in that, and that was the so last. So there, there might be some empty seats going next year, Ollie. Well, so no, exactly. Exactly. You didn't tell me about this. We've been told. It's be grafting hard in the lower levels. Well, we were we were told. <laughs> right, jazzy out there. What's we going were, on? we were told the, that... by lower levels. Do you mean the luxury boxes? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> grafting yeah it's such a hard graft isn't it Dre? oh so much food that's free to eat oh what am i gonna <laughs> no. do with it all oh the bubbles in the champagne are hurting my teeth oh jeez. Oh, oh. I, I i love and hate that i have this reputation <laughs> <laughs> on location get me off location this is too much it's too much <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's to have the reputation just don't piss and moan about it <laughs> too much too much it's like ollie <laughs> complaining to us when he was out for the pro Bowl in, in vegas, vegas. Oh, he's like guys i've got nothing to do they're not doing they're not they're not doing enough nfl stuff for me to cover i'm just so i'm just cool. free i've just got loads You're of free in, time vegas, in vegas you, you <laughs> bloody ungrateful bastard we had to yeah, we I had hate, to i hated <laughs> it i'm stuck in i'm stuck in in the uk in february it's cold it's horrible the first I'm like, we had to cut the first yeah. 20 minutes of the Vegas podcast because I just went on a rant at Jazz about how much I hated so much of Vegas. You, you used vitriolic hate as well. I was, was, yeah. Deep hate. Yeah, genuinely. I, when I, I remembered that we were potentially going back there for the Super Bowl next year, I was like, oh, really? I have to go back there. All right, it's going to be different this time. We'll all be out. I'm going to put it out there that we're all going to be out there and we're all going to be celebrating. So, you know what I'll say? Anyone who's listening, you don't have to go to the game. You, you know, you don't have to go to game. You can find a wicked bar to be able to watch it. But all of the stuff that happened in before the, you know, before the game, the whole week build up, all the stuff that they do, all the parties, all the events, everything there. You don't have to be media to go to it. There's so much mm. stuff that's happening. You will have a brilliant time. So definitely make your way there, even if you're not going to just be around the actual atmosphere. Mm. It's so good. Except yeah. if the Eagles get back in. And you know, just <laughs> please avoid please, like grandparents, go, go, go. grandparents and grandchildren. Please just. <laughs> Don't have a peaceful day at the park. <laughs> oh, the poor Chiefs fans. Oh, the, the, the wholesome heart soul of the United States. I know what's going to get clipped now. <laughs> <laughs>